0: Are you a grandparent raising your grandchildren? Well, today we have Rick Johnson on the show, and he is going to share some great tips for parents and for grandparents, how they can raise their grandchildren. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Best-selling author and speaker Rick Johnson founded the organization Better Dads in 2001. Based on the urgent need to empower men to lead and serve in their families and communities, Rick's books have expanded his work to include influencing the whole family with life-changing insights for men and women on marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Rick's resources, methods, and personal approaches have been transforming the lives of men, women, and their families for over 20 years. And today we're going to discuss his new book, When Grandparents Become Parents. Welcome to the show, Rick. Hi, Leanne. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your story's grandparent raising a grandchild, and also about your new book.
1: Wow. <laughs> All three in one. So yeah. So I became a Christian at the age of forty. You know, I'd been, I guess, what you would consider relatively successful in life at that point. But I was, you know, pretty unsatisfied and kind of a long process, and a little bit of an interesting process of how I became a Christian. But anyway, once I did, I you know prayed to God about what He would have me do. How he, you know, I wanted to be live a life of significance. I wanted to make a difference in the world, but you know, as one person, how do you do that? And God really placed on my heart, I think, that men, and especially fathers, were the key to virtually changing every problem in our culture. Our goal, I guess, was to to reach one man at a time and change his life and his family's lives and legacies, and generations, and such and such. Started doing that, working with men, you know, giving them some tools for the tool belt, stuff like that, and then pretty early on had a a counselor from a school district approached us. And he was like, yeah, you know, we have a ton of single moms that are raising boys. You know, can you do something for them? And I'm like, no, you know, we work with them. not interested interested, you know, doing all this other stuff. And, and he kept bugging me and bugging me. Finally, he's like, you know, Rick, it's easier to raise a boy than it is to fix a man. And I was like, oh man. So, you know, I was like getting hit by a two-way horse. That was
0: good. That was good. Yeah.
1: So we started doing... Seminars for single moms and eventually morphed into just moms raising boys, you know, and how to how to do that successfully. And that led to a whole bunch of different things. A a mentoring program for fatherless boys. We started camps for single moms and their kids, free camps for them to come to. Just a ton of stuff. You know, I think part of the problem, if you will, (laughs) when I first started the ministry is I told God, it was his ministry and I would just be available for whatever opportunities he put in my path. And, you know, that's kind of a dangerous deal to make with God because yeah, all this stuff, you know, we I started doing, you know, prison ministry. It was just, you know, a ton of stuff that I never anticipated.
0: Oh, he'll take you up on the offer, that's for oh, sure.
1: absolutely. <laughs> and so that's, you know, and then just like every book I wrote, you know, added a new layer to our ministry of of, you know, working with different crowds and demographics and things like that. So Interesting on this newest book about grandparents raising grandchildren, interesting sideline, about probably 10 years ago, my previous publisher approached me and they were like, "Uh, would you like to write a book on grandparents raising grandchildren? I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not a grandparent. Second of all, I'll never be raising my grandchildren. (laughs) And, you know, 10 years later, here I am, you know, a grandparent raising my grandchildren. So uh, it it was an interesting thing. But so anyway, that's kind of a little, I guess, a little bit of a background.
0: Well, you got your granddaughter. Right. What was the circumstance with getting your granddaughter?
1: Wow. My son married this woman he met online, like right away. He started getting sick, which he'd never been sick before. And, you know, I told him, you know, when you got married, I'm like, don't have any kids right away. You know, get get yourself established. Go. Well, they had a kid like immediately. Right. And this young woman would not let us see the baby or, you know, she was really blocking us from even seeing our son. He was having these seizures, which he'd never had anything before. You know, and they, they were pretty, pretty violent seizures. He'd go into a fugue state. Where, where he was kind of violent and we were kind of afraid. You know, the, the hospital called me one day and they're like, yeah, does your son do drugs? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, it's taken eight of us to hold him down on the table here. And so they couldn't figure out what was going on. And and they gave him some medication, which he didn't like to take because it, you know, kind of destroyed his personality and, and made him really dopey and tired. And So anyway, this young woman kept taking, kept a posting on Facebook how sick the baby was. And it was allergic to every food group there was on, on the planet and going to all these different hospitals and getting these procedures done. And, and finally she posted this one where she was, they were going to get ready to go to John Hopkins to do some stomach thing, invasive stomach thing. And my wife looked at the picture our daughter early on had been saying you know this woman has munchausen syndrome
0: yeah that's what it sounds uh, like Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and so my wife goes i know that hospital because she could see out the the window so could see what it was so she went down that night to the hospital and talked to the social worker and the social worker's like well you know i don't know that we'll do anything but thanks for the next afternoon the hospital calls and says can you come in and stay here the whole weekend while we introduce these different food groups to the baby to make sure it's okay. So we did. My wife and daughter and I you know, spent time, trading time, spent the whole weekend. And of course, the baby wasn't allergic to anything, any food group. Wow. And we had got the baby home, and it was, it was malnutrition. We got her about 16 months old, and she could hardly walk and oh. everything. And so my wife luckily had like three months of leave that she had accumulated and took all that and just spent the entire time nurturing her and, and you know getting her back to health. Long story short, the DHS gave a, a custody of the baby to us. It was a horror of just three and a half years of horror, you know. Well, right before the adoption was finalized, my son died from a heart attack. And so at that point, you know, the she the baby, she's 10 now and she's just awesome kid. And, doing great in school and so far whatever trauma she suffered as a baby have not manifested themselves you know we've kind of always suspected that she may have some eating disorders as she got older like you know so we had her in counseling for quite a few years play therapy and stuff like that but gosh she's doing wonderful now thank in the god days
0: I'm sorry the loss of your son. And but thank God she has you. And and that brings us to your book, When Grandparents Become Parents. You know, Mm. why should society care about grandparents who are raising their children?
1: Well, first of all, it's the fastest growing segment of the population, as far as from the family's perspective. You know, I think there's I can't remember the exact statistics, but there's like four million grandparents raising, I don't know how many. 7.8 million grandchildren or something like that. It's saving society probably 4 or $5 billion of not having these kids in the system, not to mention the untold damage that gets done to children that tend to be into the system. Right. And so, you know, I think some of the challenges though of, of grandparents raising grandchildren is first of all, most of them are in poverty. I mean, because you're looking at grandparents who are retired generally so they are either living on a social security check or a small pension or something like that. And you unexpectedly add one or more children into the mix and so, you know, at $250,000 to raise a child these days. That's a lot of unexpected money to try to. So but there's no, you don't really get, I mean, we get a very small stipend from the state.
0: Our churches really need to come alongside grandparents who are raising so their, in, in their grandchildren. are aware of
1: any churches that are aware of this issue at all to, oh. to do anything, you know, and, and a lot of these kids have issues. They're, they're born drug babies. Some of them, some of them have been abused, abandoned, adopted, you know? So, I mean, state doesn't take kids away generally, unless there's been some significant things that have been done to them. So, you know, so you have to deal with that as a, Grandparent raising grandchildren. We virtually don't have any friends. People our age don't want to hang around people that got kids and people that have kids don't want to hang around with old people. So, you know, we're kind of shunned on both sides of the of the issue. So
0: So anybody that's listening right now and you're a grandparent or you have a parent who is helping you raise your children, you really need to get this book and read because Rick has done a great job highlighting the difficulties of raising grandchildren you know, financially, emotionally, both for the child and the grandparent. Well, how do you explain to a small child that they need to live with grandma and grandpa? And how can grandparents create a smooth adjustment for little ones?
1: You know, thankfully, we adopted our grandchild when she was very small. So, you know, she has all along called me dad, and my wife, mom, unless she wants something, then she calls her grandma. But (laughs) <laughs> so you know so and then she immediately gets it right but we just told our granddaughters, like look hey your mom is 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 ill and she's just not capable of providing a home and and food and stuff like that for you so we're we're stepping in to make sure that you're safe and healthy and things like that so that's kind of how we transitioned it and talked about it.
0: For an older child, maybe just keeping, you know, pictures of their parents and talking about their parents right. to make that yeah. transition we smooth. Have, we right? have a book
1: that we put together that has pictures in it. And, and it, it's it's very interesting. She, she really doesn't like her mother. Her mother's not allowed to see her. She really doesn't like her mother. So she never really brings her up. And, you know, she was four when her father died. So she was pretty young and she doesn't really talk too much about him either. And, you know, most of these occurrences happen because of what they call the four Ds, either death, desertion, divorce, or drugs. Right. I think drugs is probably 80 or 90% of the issue, even when you're talking about d- desertion or death or something like that, you know.
0: Well, you know, I'm so grateful that you wrote this book, When Grandparents Become Parents. And for our listeners, please check out Better Dads, his organization that Rick has founded. And is there anything else you'd like to share?
1: I just want to tell the the grandparents out there that are raising grandchildren that you really need to keep your hope up. And I mentioned in the book that I consider them to be um, kinsman redeemers. The Bible talks about generally an older male, but anybody who's lost you know the husband or son or something like that they come alongside them and and help them and take care of them and make sure that they're okay and. I would say that any of the grandparents out there, I would consider them to be kinsmen redeemers, and so I think you need to hold on to stuff like that 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 God is going to recognize that, and while things might be tough right now, it's an eternal kind of a thing that you're doing to help raise a child who otherwise might not even live so
0: yeah, and those he calls he quips, we just have to trust him in all situations, yeah but I'm sure it's especially hard for grandparents because as you get older, you don't have the energy you used to have. So, (laughs) right.
1: Tell me about it.
0: (laughs) I am so thankful for you coming on the show and writing this book. And again, check out when grandparents become parents, contact your church, see if they're helping the grandparents. If there is a ministry in your church where they can help and, walk along grandparents are raising their kids because this is how we all work together to raise strong christian kids so thank you rick for being on the show Uh,
1: and i would love to go to any church and speak about this issue and so just go to betterdads.net and contact me wonderful thank you rick thanks Lynn. thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the spark media network that can now be heard on the edify app